Likuti Sichais, Chelik Chavdalet, Volume 24, the Sicha for Parshas Hazinu and Shabbos Shuba. This Sicha will discuss the Shiras Hazinu, the Song of Hazinu, which we read typically on Shabbos Shuba. First of all, why it's called a Shira, a song, why it's categorized as such, and also what is really the effect, the accomplishment of reading this quote song. Now it's worthwhile to go over the entire Shira, meaning the six alios, the first six sections of the parsha, to get a better appreciation or more thorough one of this sicha, to get the feel. Just a few items to go through to better familiarize ourselves with concepts that will be mentioned in the sicha. Thus, we should be able to flow through the sicha a lot smoother and easier. So we know that every day in the Beis HaMikdosh, there was Hakrava Satmidim. They used to offer the daily korbanos, the daily offerings in the morning and the afternoon. This was a daily regimen, you know, like they say, rain or shine, whether it was a weekday, whether it was a Shabbos, whether it was a holiday. However, on Shabbos and on special occasions like Yamim Toivim, like the festivals, or Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, or Rosh Chodesh, there was an added carbon known as Musaf. Musaf means an addition. There was an added carbon bought specifically in honor of that day as prescribed by the Torah. Now, while these carbonas were being offered, while the Kohanim would do the actual service of of offering the sacrifices, the Levim, the Levites, would sing Shira. They would offer songs of praise. Now, their praise that they offered were very specific. There was like almost like a scheduled praises that they would offer. For example, on Sunday was a specific psalm, on Monday had its psalm, on Tuesday its psalm, and so on and so forth. Actually, you can all see it in the Siddur, we say it every day in the Shacharit, in the morning prayers, after we conclude the Amidah, and everything that's related to the Amidah, we proceed with saying, this is, today is, for example, the first day of the week on which the Levim would sing the following song. Um, the, the, the Talmud actually explains, the Gemara explains the connection between the particular psalms to that particular day and you know why it was sung specifically on that day and I think the most obvious one is obvious is is clear and obvious Mizmor Shir Leoim HaShabbos that this is a song of praise for the day of Shabbos and that we say on Shabbos another another concept to familiarize ourselves with Teshuva this is obviously something that's so prudent to this season this time of the year and Shabbos is called Shabbos Shuva Tshuva means to return, to return to Hashem. Now, in Hasidus, based on the Kabbalistic teachings, it's explained that there are generally two levels or two aspects to Tshuva. There is Tshuva Tata, which literally translates into a lower level of Tshuva, a lower tier of Tshuva. And that typically would be a return to Hashem, repentance for sins and for misdeeds, in other words, to go away from the bad and to come closer to the good. And then there is something called Teshuvah Ilah, which means a higher level, an elevated level of Teshuvah, which really is not 
in any way to distance oneself from sins. Rather, it's a very lofty level of getting tshuva, of returning closer and closer to Hashem. Now, in general, there are 10 shirois, there are 10 songs, 10 biblical, 10 holy songs for the totality of the world's existence. Nine of them have already been recorded in the Torah. One that everybody is obviously most familiar with, we recite it every day, Az Yashir Moshe, that which Moshe sang with, together with the Jewish people as they, after they experienced this, the, the miracle of the splitting of the sea. And then there are other ones. We have the one in the Torah which they sang for the miracles of the well. Then there is the Shira of Chana. Then there is the Shira of David. Total of nine. The tenth will be the one that Mashiach will sing with us when Mashiach reveals himself and when the world comes to its ultimate state. Now, one of these ten shiras is Shiras Ha'azino, the song of Ha'azino. Another uh, thing to familiarize ourselves with, the name of Hashem, Elohim. The name Elohim, the actual sp- correct spelling of the name, I mispronounce it, obviously. Elohim is Bigimatria Hateva, which means it's as God conceals himself in nature, Elohim also is associated with the attribute of severity, of gvura, which typically is, attrib- is associated with concealment, holding back, and so on and so forth. One more thing to familiarize ourselves with, and that is whenever you open a chumash, you open the five books of the Torah, you open a Tanakh, you find that it is divided, especially the parshiot of the week, are divided into seven sections, right? Those divisions actually come from the source itself. That is from Moshe Rabbeinu, which means directly from Hashem. However, you also find another type of uh, division, so to speak, another type of codifying and identification of the place, and that is there are chapters throughout the Torah, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. And in many instances, or at least in some instances, these chapters seem to contradict the actual divisions of the Aliyot, as we know them, which I already said, come from Moshe Rabbeinu. And the truth is, there was a time when these chapters were actually very controversial. People actually did not associate with them. Why? Because the source is really unknown. As I said, there's even actually some indicators that might seem to, to, to point in the direction that this comes from an unholy source. However, the Rebbe maintained, and this is, this is the case, today it's widespread, that since it's become the practice to use it, and we find in many holy svarim that they use this as a point of reference, as a means of reference, therefore it's something that could be relied on. Okay, enough of the introduction, let's get into the Sikha. So the Rebbe says the Shira of Azino, the Song of Azino, is one of the ten songs which the Levites would sing in the Beis HaMikdash. When would they sing it? Well, on Shabbos, while they offered the Musaf offering, the addition for Shabbos, the Levim would sing this Shira. They would recite this song. How would they recite it? Well, it's divided into six. So the sources tell us that they would, they would uh, recite it by every Shabbos reciting another chapter or another part, another pause, another Aliyah, until they completed the total cycle of six, and then they would start over again. Now, if you look at this quote, song, especially 
when you read it with Rashi or the other commentaries, it comes out that most of, if not a great part of this quote song, is actually not a song, it's not a praise, but rather it's full of toichecha, it's full of reproof. It actually points out some of the very negative things of history that the Jewish people did or experienced. Things that are not so pleasant. And therefore the question is, how and why is this called a shira? And moreover, this question becomes intensified when one looks in the sources and we know that the Levim, the Levites, could only sing mitoich simcha out of joy. What joy is there in these words of the reproof? And moreover, in some of the primary commentaries like the Ramban, the Rambam, and especially the Targum, it comes out that Shira Sahazinu is, quote, that the, the reference always as, quote, words of praise. What praise is there? What kind of praise is it? it seems to be a very negative thing. Now, the Rambam, in reference to the Shira that the Levites would sing, in reference to the Shira that the Levian would sing as they offer the carbon Musaf in the Beis HaMikdash, he says, quote, the way they're divided here, meaning in this matter, so are they divided in the Shul. That means that there is a parallel between the way we read it in Shul to how the Levites sang it Shabbos week after week, Shabbos after Shabbos, until they completed the entire cycle of six and then came back to the beginning. Now it's understood that while they're read in Shul as six sections, they are, after all, indeed, one reading. It's just one reading that's divided into six. And from this it comes out, we must say, that according to the Rambam, although, in other words, we can conclude that according to the Rambam, although it actually took six weeks, Shabbos after Shabbos after Shabbos, to complete the entire reading, but yet it's considered one long cycle, one long reading, and we'll see how this applies and what ramification this has. However, we still need to understand what is this expression that the Rambam says, quote, just like we, we, we divided, they divided here in six, six, so too are they divided in the reading in Shul. What exactly is he referring to? What does this mean? So the Rebbe says, all these details, or everything that appears in Hazinu, including that which seems to be words of re reproof, words of rebuke, not only do they, that they express the quote, Hatsur Tomim Parley, we say the rock that everything he does is just, but moreover, that all the events, all the episodes that happened to the Jews, that happened to us throughout history, which are hinted in Hazinu, are all part of one big song, one great song. Why? Because all of this together in totality is what brings us to the end of the Shira, to the end of the song, which is about the Geula. In other words, this is all part of one process, one whole big episode, which is divided into many small ones, and it all leads to the ultimate, uh, to, to, the, to, the, to the objective of this whole episode, which is the coming of the of Mashiach. And now says that I will make the parallel between the six parts of the Shira, the six parts of this song, and how we just 
concluded that really it's all one long story. It's all one big story that culminates at the end with the coming of Mashiach and in the meantime has many different chapters, so to speak. And we'll see how it parallels to the six days of the week. These six breaks in the Parsha, these six aliyot, how they parallel to the six shirois, to the six quote songs, the six psalms, which the, I'm sorry, the six um, intervals, which the Levium would sing throughout, I'm sorry, the six psalms, which the Levium would sing throughout the week, how they parallel to this. Once we understand the the connection, once we see how they parallel, we'll appreciate how this all leads to quote, to the day of Shabbos. In other words, there are six days of the week. Each one is like another expression of Hashem's power in the world. It's just various godly expressions. And all of them lead to the last and the main day of the week, which is the ultimate revelation of the week, which is Shabbos. So each day is like a miniature revelation of godliness, and together they all culminate to reveal the greatest revelation which comes out on Shabbos. And likewise, there are six parts to Hazinu, each one is another t- various, is a varying type of revelation, but they all bring together, they all come together to the end of Hazinu, which is the ultimate revelation describing the time of Mashiach. Now let's get into it. What is the first day of the week? Sunday. What did the Levim say? Lashem that to Hashem belongs the entire earth and all that's in it. And why do we say it that day? Well, the, the, the Gemara tells us, because this is the day, and this is the day when Hashem, so to speak, acquired the world. He made the world. And He became ruler over the world. Right? Now the parallel to it is in the first section of Hazinu, which it speaks over there about how Hashem gave the Torah to the Eden. That my teaching should now pour like rain. That this also and what does it lead to? As it says at the end of that aliyah, He is your, quote, father who acquires you. He is the one who made you and, st- and set you steadfast. Which again parallels to what happened in the first day of creation and what the Levim sing in the Beis HaMikdash in that yom um, that we say on Sunday. Now let's go on Monday. What's Monday? Monday is the chapter which says, Godol Hashem Great is Hashem and very praiseworthy, in the city of our Elohim, of our God. And it's explained that the reason why, where do you see the greatness of Hashem? Well, because on the second day of the week, on Monday, the Gemara explains that Chilek Masov, Hashem, split all his doings, he split all his makings, and he became king over them. You know, Hashem split the lower the waters, he made the heavens, he made the earth, and he now was ruling over them, but this was a day when there was like some severity in a way, some split. Well, likewise, if you look in the second Aliyah, here's the parallel. In Parsha Sazinu, it says, that when Hashem gave the divisions to the, you know, established the various nations, Hashem made the boundaries, meaning He divided all the nations in accordance with the number of the Bnei Yisrael. What does that mean? That also is telling us that Hashem separated, Hashem divided the Yidin, made him distinctive and different than all the other nations. Through what? 
through Torah mitzvahs. And this, of course, is what the verse says, that Hashem is great and very praiseworthy. How is He praiseworthy? All the kindness that He did with us and which is expressed through Torah mitzvahs. Then comes the third day of the week, Tuesday. In Tuesday, we read that the Levian would sing, Elohim Nitzav Badas Kel, that Hashem stands there in the congregation of God, which is Bekerev Elohim Yishpoit, that Hashem is there when they judge. This already expresses extreme severity and concealment. You see the aspect of Elohim even more than on Monday. Now, in addition to the fact that the name Elohim in general is associated with concealment, it also is so compatible with the, with the aspect of Azinu from the third section of Azinu, which it speaks about the concealment of Hashem to His own people, to Am Yisrael. And as it says over there, that you forgot the God who basically brought you to be, which this is like an extreme measure of hiddenness, of forgetfulness, of godliness. So this is really the Kerev Elohim Yishpoit. You see where Elohim is really Shoifet in an extreme manner. So now we see the parallel between Tuesday, the third shear of the Levim, <coughs> of the third day of the week, and the third section of Azinu. Then we have Wednesday, where it's Kel Nekomais Hashem, Kel Nekomais Safiya. That this is an avenging God. Hashem appeared as such. That what happened then? Well, the Gemara says, why do they say that then on Wednesday? Because Wednesday is the day when Hashem created the sun and the moon and all the stars. And He is going to take revenge. He is going to avenge those who worship the sun and the moon at the end of days when Mashiach comes. Likewise, what do we see in Hazinu? That it speaks about the punishment of the Yidin, or the way it could be explained, it speaks about the punishment of those who harass the Yidin throughout the generations in the fourth Aliyah. It's talking about punishment, it's talking about retribution. Then we go to five, day five, Thursday. That you should sing praise to our the God of our might and sing out loud to the God of Jacob. What do you see in the fifth section of Hazinu and the fifth Aliyah? Over there already, it says words of comfort that will come on the Jewish people. And this obviously triggers, this causes, this brings about, of course, the ultimate Haraninu when we will turn to say praise on Hashem. And then finally, the sixth day of the week, that is Friday, what do the Levim say? Hashem Malach Geus Lavish, that Hashem was king and he guard himself in might in greatness, oiz his hazar, that he girdled himself in might. Parallel to this, what do we read on, in the sixth section, in the sixth aliyah of Hazinu, over there it talks about the geula, the redemption, and the end of days, when over there, certainly Hashem's kingship will become revealed in its full force, in its full might. So it comes out from all of this, that Hazinu, and the six days of the week, meaning the song of Asinu, and the six days of the week 
are all, both of them are parallel because they're all, at the end of the day, even though they're divided into separate sections, into six, but really they're all a sum total of one. They're all one continuum. They bring out all the same point. They lead to the same point. In other words, yes, one thing in total, which leads up to the final point, which is the greatness of Hashem and His kingship in the coming of the Mashiach. Says the Rebbe, in many years, we read Hazinu, or most years, we read it on Shabbos Shuvah. And as discussed many times, that Shabbos Shuvah, although it's in the middle of a Sarasimet Shuvah, but it's totally different. It stands apart from the rest of a Sarasimet Shuvah, of the days of repentance, the days of Shuvah, the days of return. Whereas that Sarasimet Shuvah really is all is about returning from to Hashem in the form of Teshuva Tata'a, which means to do tshuva from actual sins, from actual misdeeds. Shabbos Shuvah, however, the idea is it's Shabbos. It's something lofty. This represents tshuva ilah, a higher, a higher lofty level of tshuva, which really is associated and determined by simcha. And now we can understand the answer to one of the original questions. How could this, how could this be called a shira? at the same time that it has rebuke in it. How can it be called a song? Because he says the truth is both of these things come together. Both of these aspects come together. It says the Rebbe that this idea that the Shira of Azino, the song of Azino, actually brings out the idea of Tshuva Ilah also parallels and is similar to the idea of what Parshas Hazinu really is. You see, when Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us in the previous parsha. He said, He says, He says, And now you should write this song. Even though in general terms, this is the source for the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah, but in a particular sense, he's obviously referring to this upcoming shira, this upcoming song, which follows this verse. In other words, according to Pshuti Shomikra, this is what he intended. This is what he had in mind when he said, quote, write down this song. So you see, Moshe Rabbeinu calls it a song. Says the Rebbe, this can, you can say that this is also reflected or hinted in the fact that the entire Parsha of Hazinu, all these six aliyos are all in one chapter. If you remember, we discussed the idea of chapters. And although there is some controversy about it, says the Rebbe, but the idea of chapters has become already well-established as an accepted idea, an accepted practice amongst Yidin, and therefore it has its place and it has its validity, and even its Kedusha aspect, says the Rebbe, if you look at this Parsha, you will notice something interesting, which almost, I think, never happens in any Parsha. The entire Parsha is all included in Perek Lamed Beis, chapter 32. Which, what is so important about Lamed Beis? Well, we know the Torah begins with a Beis, and the Torah ends with a Lamed. In other words, Lamed Beis encompasses, includes the entirety of the Torah. So this is actually consistent with the fact that we know according to Halacha and the Pshut Shemikra, Again, where Moshe says in quote, and now you should write this song, in Halachic terms, this is referring to writing the song of the Torah, the whole Torah. But in Pshut Shemikra, it really is a direct reference to this particular song. Well, it's all consistent now. 
And it says, now we can appreciate how this is consistent with the idea of tshuva ilah, the higher level of tshuva. You see, tshuva ilah is not about, as we said, it's not about repenting for sins or dealing with the negative. Rather, it's about, as it says in the Kuti Torah, the Al-Tarebbe says, To return the soul, to bring it closer to its source, to its root, and to cleave to Him, to Hashem. In other words, that the Shuvah, in this manner, brings the person to better and brighter deeds. Not just to go away from the bad, but to do even better and brighter. This is something that connects to the depth of the heart, to the lave, to the heart, Lamed Beis. And through doing Tshuva, in such a manner certainly, of course, immediately we get redeemed. Not only the individual redemption, which each and every one of us needs, which is to get redeemed from our animalistic soul and get closer to Hashem and cleave to Hashem, but certainly to the collective redemption, the ultimate redemption, which is through the coming of Mashiach.